This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Space. This may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. An epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. And welcome to the new season of Starburst Radio. This is our 10th season of shows. Incredible though that may sound, we're still around, we're still on the air and no one's taken us off. So welcome back, it's been a while and we're going straight through now till probably middle to late to next anything. year. Who knows? Don't commit to anything. Who knows? We're going straight through till next week. But well, we're we're on we'll have a slight Christmas break, but you've got us for you've got a, well, only because everybody else is. But you've got us for quite a while now, so I hope you get used to us. On our new time slot, we are on eight o'clock until ten o'clock. You see the show is evolving slowly. It's took a decade to uh from us to start starting at um what was it, 11 o'clock until 2 in the morning on, <laughs> it was, on yeah. Saturday night? Yes. Expecting everybody to be uh, chipper 
and listening to us and not out getting slaughtered. And only me listening. Then we moved to Sunday. Cheeky bastard. Then we moved it back and nine nine o'clock until what, what was it? Nine till. I did, you know what? I've, I've bought it all out, man. Yeah. Honest and, anyway, about four in the morning. And eventually, we ended up um, at nine to eleven. But I've been getting a lot of complaints. As so, not complaints, just please could you? Um, people really would like the show to be on a little bit earlier because they miss the end of the show and some people listen live and don't get the podcast, which is fair enough. We've got two audiences here. There's those of you tune in every week to find out what you hope you're going to find out about movies and shows and genre stuff and usually you <laughs> end up finding laughed. about kebabs and stuff, but it's it's meant with good intentions. Well, there's you guys and... There's people who listen on iTunes who will listen to it on the way to work or while they're at work, which maybe you get sacked for, but I, I'm, I'll be there. I'll, I'll help you if you want a witness as to, to uh, why you shouldn't be sacked in the tribunal. I'll, will you I'll, actually do that? Yeah, will you, do that, Will yeah. you stand up for people? Oh, if someone was listening to this show and they got industrial uh, action against them and they were dismissed, oh, yeah, I'll do that. There's your I'm qualified guarantee. to do that. Okay, so you can listen to this at work, and I'll try and get you off. So you can't say fairer than that. Anyway, any first time... (laughs) I want to rephrase that. uh, Well, any first time... Oh, I see. You used to be able to say that a while ago, didn't you? Everything's... At least it wasn't me that said it. ...an entendre these days. Anyway, anybody who's new, well... You are listening to the radio show of Starburst Magazine. What is Starburst Magazine? It is the world's longest-running magazine of sci-fi, horror and fantasy. And it started in 1977. We're one of the longest-running magazines that's in print. And we are the editors. And every week we think it's a great idea to hang out for a couple of hours and chat to you guys so that you can email us back and tell us to go fuck ourselves. Happens often. It certainly does. I'm surprised it's not happened yet, but it's a bit, it's a bit early yet. We'll have to wait, or maybe we'll get some nice ones. You don't know. Oh, hopefully. Anyway, I'm Mike Royce. This is Mr. Chris Hayes. Hello. This is Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. I usually go clockwise. I usually go me, then Martin, then him. I wonder why I did that. You went cockwise instead. Anti-cockwise. <laughs> anyway. That was a compliment, Martin. Yeah. So if, he, if he's going clockwise, he went to me first because I'm the bigger dick. That's yeah, fair enough. You have the bigger dick, <laughs> yeah, as regular listeners there will, we go. Uh, will know famous all about. For it. Mm-hmm. Famous for it. Absolutely famous for it. So we've been away. We've done a, a lot of stuff. I hope you guys have had a nice summer break, he, he says, in November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what do you do? Okay, so what are we kicking off with this this week? I don't then? really know. I mean, there's, um, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, I could give you a, br- a break in... Uh, piece of news. Do it. That's hot off the press. Excellent. Press. Sorry. I'm not actually been drinking, right? I just can't talk properly. Right. Wonder Woman, 1984. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Screening was last, uh, not this Monday, the Monday before. Right. Okay. Absolute disaster. No. It caused outrage at at the uh, studio, they are currently rewriting some major pieces of it, and, and it was across the board absolutely awful. Apparently, I'm not going to... I know some stuff about the story, but I'm not... Whenever I talk about this sort of stuff, I won't go into that. Um, 
I'll be honest with you, it's from the same source that I told you about Terminator Dark Fate, and I mentioned on this show I did actually go into details, but I did give a spoiler warning when I said they're planning on killing off John Connor in the first few minutes. It's gone. It's gone. I actually got that wrong. It was the first few seconds, but you can't be too accurate, can you? And I did say that there was a lot of worrying stuff about it and that's why the people that were working on the film were leaking about it and moaning about it and going on about it so and why did it turn out people. so awesome then i, I, I was must, i was totally dark wrong. fate dark yeah. fate dark, you know what i tell yeah. you the truth yeah. shauna got back into the office this morning because yeah. she's busy yeah catching up on the year's movies so she can uh, submit her oh top she'll 10. have loved it absolutely adored it yeah, of course she would yeah. have yeah I mean, I was being, but, you know, I was being sarcastic But she there. doesn't go into detail on I it. liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed my two hours. And there was some stuff you could enjoy watching. I thought it? the pacing was yeah. great. Yeah. It, they had some great action. Mm. It wasn't perfect. Yeah, Mackenzie it was, Davis was I must, perfect, though. I must admit, yeah. Well, Mackenzie Davis was, was great, but don't, I didn't like a character in it at all. I thought they, there was nothing to it. For a character that's been transported through time, arrives from from an absolute nightmarish future of an apocalyptic wasteland to pretty modern day, it must have looked like paradise to her. And she didn't once just go, oh my God, it's a butterfly on my hand. It's a whatever. Oh, there was no... There was nothing. There was nothing. It was, and what? it's not her fault. Are you, are you, are you saying that this timeline that we all exist in is yeah. some kind of utopia? It is compared. It's a to war where, zone. It's compared to where she's come from. Yeah, coming here, even to Manchester tonight, and I going don't having know, a man. kebab at Janam's. I don't know. Better. Hers yeah. look better. No, it's radioactive wasteland. What Manchester? I know. No, that's no, what I'm I, saying. You know what I mean. But I knew I knew Shauna would like it. I mean, and I'm not I'm not knocking Shauna. It's just that she's looking for certain things from it, and she'll have got those beats from it. I'd like to but know if there's any listeners. It was that a liked... terribly made movie, though. Really, I mean, the the writing was awful. It's rough. It's a bit rough. Yeah, it's the rough writing was terrible. Yeah. yeah, but there was a war crime at the beginning, and you can't get past it. A sequel shouldn't ruin the movie before it, and it it pissed right. I stand by right that as it. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, I think it's lazy. Alien Three did it, and I and no matter how nihilistic the atmosphere of Alien Three was, and how much Fincher's amazing cinematography is, you can't get past. The, the cheap ass way that it it generated its own storyline at the expense of a better movie. I know, but the Terminator franchise was in the toilet anyway, so there was I know, nothing I to lose. I, I, I get it, but it's still this was again say it was doing that trick again, which I'm sick of. And if I hear it again, I'm probably not even going to review the film or bother because I'm sick of them. And it's this: this is the real sequel. Mm. Ignore. This one and that one and that one and that and don't or don't ignore that and don't ignore the spin-off the comic book you can uh, count as canon and and it just cherry picks its own place in a pantheon. Well, yeah. you can't you can't just ignore a load of movies <laughs> and make another movie and say you're the proper sequel. What if someone does it hundred years later when everybody's dead? Where are you with uh, only just a like porno re- version? Just completely rebooting it then? Yeah, fine, no yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah, what about Never rebooting about it for that. the like the th- uh, third time? Are you all right with that? I'm okay with it. I'm less bothered by it. It depends how quick you do it. Right. Spider-Man was a disaster rebooting it. I'm just so saying soon. that because I've got something coming up later. Well, we'll get on to that then. Go, go back so, to Wonder so Woman Wonder anyway. Woman, yeah. So at this moment in time, it appears that, and, and this isn't a complete spoiler, they found that 
there was a and it was all a dream ending and apparently the movie I beg your pardon what? it was an all, Wait, it was all I, a I drifted dream then. ending what? What and was in the, the movie? The, in the movie, yeah. get lost. Yeah, yeah no way. Yeah, yeah. They did a boxing Helena. Uh, they did, yeah. And everybody just went. No, there were people getting up, walking out part way through because they found the the whatever they've done with the action sequence in the middle bit so difficult to watch that they they said it was actually making his eyes hurt. Well, and two two people walked out at that point, and at the end. Even um, a director has admitted, yeah, there's a lot we need to do with That's this now. Patsy, so, Jen- so Patsy Jenkins, yeah. Is so it? they've gone back to they're they're going to be doing reshoots, but the most important thing is they're rewriting the film. Um, oh great! In, in the this, major part, yeah, this is going to turn out really well. But you see, the point, the po- the problem is, this is the sort of stuff I love. I love, you know, I've always liked stuff where, like Dracula AD 1972. Where they're in a time era, then they go forward. That's why I love Captain America because yeah. he's he's in the World War Two era, then he's catapulted forward to ours, and yeah, I love that. And I was actually looking forward to this, even though I wasn't a massive fan of the first one. Even though the world said no, this is the perfect DC movie. At last, I went, is it bloody hell? It's like the others, but I liked her in it, and I liked some of the cinematography, and I liked the World War One setting. But I thought updating this to the eighties sounded really good, and that poster's pretty good with a with a weird um, love it costume. Well, that that's actually out of the Teen Titans. That that, what? that uh, when they updated Donna Troy's character when she could no longer be Wonder Girl because there was no such thing because they were just mm-hmm. starting Wonder Woman again. Um, they created a thing and a costume, and it's pretty similar to that. So right. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lovely technicolor piece of pop art, that isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's a nice poster. We've got and our first complaint. So by the way, do you want it now or do you want it later? Oh, go on. Okay, anonymous. Yeah. Tweet. Uh, did Mike just that was him spelling out? Uh, not 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 me. Okay. Uh, did Mike just spoil <sighs> my most hotly anticipated moment of Terminator Dark Fate? Yet to see it, but been dying to see how Edward Furlong was going to be used. Oh, well. I hope he's joking. He's not. Anyway. Okay, well, I'm not going to confirm or deny. I I apologise. <laughs> Complaint if number you one. Feel, if, you feel, if you feel that you've been spoiled, I'm going to repair that now by saying that you might be wrong. Right, okay. Even though... You might be. I might be right. You don't know. So I can't believe that you were in this Wonder Woman 1984 test screening. I mean, that's quite a privilege. I think. I think we know. I've been in America recently because you were there. Um, for a little, and I think for you'll a little know. While. I think you'll know that we didn't end up going to that. So I'll, I will <laughs> confess that. No, no. This is from. It's from. It's from my oh, source. Oh God. It's from oh, my source. Oh, oh, they're, they're when back, is he they? wrong? When is he wrong? Who? The, the dark the, webs. Oh, this guy. I'm not going to give his name out, he's, um, and it's not his real name. The Four Chinnies. Yeah, right. User 69421. They're never wrong. They're never wrong. I, this guy I'm not sure about that. He's never wrong. I, everything Do you want to die written, on that hill? Every time I've every written, time. every time I've exposed something, and it's only a movie about something like this, it's been right. Unless you know different. Because, my God, I nailed that. I nailed the thing that may or may not be what he's just heard. Four months ago, four months before the it wasn't even out, you know, not no. even close to being okay. out. Right, just saying. Right. But there is that, and the other one is I'll do later. Oh yeah, but what's it about? I'm not getting because no I need to know whether I should be in this room or not. Because if you go anywhere near 
Rise of Skywalker. It is I, Rise of Skywalker. I've got to leave then for that. I, yeah, I have to simple, leave. It's a simple one. It's, it's not, not about. It's I'm not, not interested. Details. Not interested it's at not all. Details. I will be out of this room for that. Okay. It's not Just details, warning you. Though. Just warning you. There is some some content content mm. I will not be part of. Okay. Well, you think that's sullying it? It's yes. journalism. I'm not ruining it's it. Not I'm journalism. not talking. It is because no, I'm right. It's what spoilers. I was about to spoilers say. aren't journalism. It's not a spoiler. Well, what about kind of it, stuff is it then? It's about go on somebody being involved in it. Not at all. No, don't care. You do care. I don't. Well, you should care. What is it? Colin Trevorrow being credited as a story? No. Story by? No. Right. Okay. Right, I'll just say it now quickly then. Oh, right. No, I hate. I hate this. It's I'm too, so annoyed right. at you right now. It's too, you shouldn't be because it's because I feel trapped here. George Lucas is heavily, heavily heavily at work on the end of it with them. I mean, he's there, right. literally there. That's it. Right, okay, that that's big lovely. One. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. I would have gone into more detail, but obviously that's it. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, but nothing that would have... De- I'm very careful with that. You're not... Ca- you're one of the least... Ca- I mean, I love uh, you, but my God, sometimes you, you think you're being coy about something and you just drop these clanging spoilers. It's happened so many times. Uh, anyway, is it the one about Jar Jar being the the real emperor? No, oh, fucking, hell. I'd love it. Yeah, but it's not. gonna. I was. I thought that was an uplifting thing. I it is an up- uplifting thing. I mean, I'll tell you another Bob uplifting Iger thing. Literally said right. He's 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 come that fucking close to saying, look, we should have listened to you more and had you more tightly involved. And now it's coming to the end and. He's there, so yeah. that's nice. And it, it's nice as well if you uh, search on the net, you can find some behind-the-scenes footage of the Mandalorian mm. and just uh, see how involved he was in that as well, in the shooting of that. Well, you see, I was hoping that could get us to the Mandalorian maybe after this break. We'll just continue with Star Wars, yeah, because yeah, I've got a right. few Star Wars nuggets. Well, what we'll do... I've not seen the Mandalorian because it's not out on uh, in the UK till uh, March 31st, of course, so, I mean, I can't give any <laughs> I can't. Right. Um, can't talk about it myself. Yeah, of course, yeah. Personally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to talk about it then, me and my press screenings. Yeah. So I'll do that. We'll do that after the break. We've also got an interview coming up. We've got a, a really good interviewer that, that works with us, and he caught up with Kane Hodder. Oh. So we've got an interview. We've actually got content. Uh, I think people probably think they're listening to the wrong station. Thomas De Quincey's classic, Confessions of an Opium Eater. The motion picture screen's nightmare zone of terror and suspense. Confessions of an Opium Eater dares you to step beyond the threshold of your own imagination into a world of grotesque phantoms, bearfang beasts, and sensuous creatures of tormenting beauty. See Vincent Price in Confessions of an Opium Eater. Radio, brought to you by the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of sci-fi, horror, and fantasy. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio, the road sign that something went very wrong with your life at some stage. Embrace the alternative with Fab Radio.
And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And if you are listening tonight and you want to join in, well, tough. No, I'm only kidding. You can go on Twitter, which is... Starburst underscore Mag. Yes, and you can email in to the station, which is studio at fabradiointernational.com. We've already got one email from David Galdard. He says, hi guys, welcome back. So good to have you back on air. When were you last on? Oof. A while back. It's a while, yeah. You were really not looking forward to the joker you're saying, but, uh, man, was I ever wrong about a film. It was outstanding. I've not stopped thinking about it since seeing it. It hit home so hard. A lot of issues. Outstanding. No, it's very good. And as of Friday, is the first R-rated movie to break a billion dollars at the box office. So that's quite an achievement. And if you believe these stories that are not totally confirmed yet... Apparently a sequel is on the way, but Mr. Phoenix is known he's so vocal about hating sequels and reboots that, I don't know. Ah, right, I'll stop you there. Go on. Right. Phoenix has been talking about a sequel to this movie for months now. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I know. know. Yeah. Uh, it's not confirmed. But he hates them, though. What are you doing? He's always not hate sequels. He, he seems to. He's never, he made, he's never made one, does he? Well, he's been oh, going yeah. on about making yeah. a Joker sequel for, mm. for ages. Yeah. Even during the f- shooting of this, he had the art guy whip up posters of mm. Joker 2. Right? So he, during his downtime, he'd get in costume and he'd, he'd work with the art guy and uh, he'd apparently you know, shot some promos for where he thought the uh, second movie could go. Good. So, yeah, it will happen. It will happen. Oh, well, I, I believe it'll happen. I just want to hear concrete. Well, you're not going to get all, concrete. So, even, even today's it. news, um, uh, I think everybody kind of jumped the gun. Mm. Well, according to Deadline, everybody mm. jumped the gun mm. uh, that Joker 2 was definitely happening mm. with Todd Phillips, they claim. Uh, no conversations have taken place yet. Certainly nothing has been signed. And uh, the rumours that Todd Phillips is also working on more origin stories for other DC characters are thankfully... Um, they're, they're, they're just rumours at this okay. point. Because we don't need any of that. We don't. Mm. That, that was lightning in a bottle. That mm. we, What, do you want to see a Penguin movie? A Catwoman? And they're all edgy in the same yeah, way? no, no. Do we? No, it was a unique animal, and, and yeah, and that's what why everyone yeah. embraced it because it was a, a one and yeah, done. It was, it was very, very good, and it's funny, isn't it, that everybody was knocking DC for not doing what Marvel did. Everyone was knocking them for doing this gritty, realistic approach to their characters, and yet the biggest success they've had. And now, all right, maybe Aquaman made slightly more money, and maybe you know they and. and You've got to look at what it costs to make the Joker. The uh, Joker costs exactly. peanuts, and yep. and it's probably the most one of the most profitable movies ever made. So I think that at the end of the day, I think people are getting confused with edgy, gritty, and realistic to just badly made films. I think they were badly made films with a dour atmosphere, and this was an amazing masterpiece of a film made with a dour atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's a difference. Uh, they they weren't mount made. But yeah, I don't think you could do this with a lot of the other characters or, or villains even. I think that this, this is a unique character that 
that you could do this. It's one of the few characters you could do a psychological horror story with. This totally works without any reference to the DC universe. Mm. In fact, it, in fact, the totally way the way in influence in the film it is a downside. Yeah, it's a distraction. Yeah, I was happier without all that. I don't know. I was happy just watching what this character was yeah. doing. What he's up to. Yeah, you know, and and without being too spoilery, what did you think about the um, the the bit about his girlfriend? That was really well done. I thought. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's gone past enough to be spoilery now. It's been months, hasn't it? So yeah. it'll be out on DVD soon. Yeah. You put your fingers in your ears if you've not watched Joker yet. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Take, take him out in one one minute. Oh, right, right, what are you on. talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah. Well, that, that he wasn't really in that relationship. Yeah. It was, a, was it, great. It was a shocker. It was brilliant. One now, did you hear Todd Phillips uh, clear up uh, definitively yes. whether he did yeah. kill her or not? Yeah. He didn't. And he, he, he think, why think, would anyone think that he yeah. killed her? There's a lot in it's, that film well, that possibly but he's didn't also, happen. He clear, no, but he cleared up as well. He said that at the end, the, the actual script clears up that it did happen and that that was the end of the film. Oh, yeah, uh, but, the, but I'm, coming up to that bit, of course, there's a lot yeah. of things that didn't really happen. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It did always seem very unlikely, though. Yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, uh, Zazie Beats, isn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. Or however you pronounce it, because I think the world's yeah. been saying Zazie Beats, and yeah. uh, we've just discovered that it's uh, actually uh, Zazie Beats Bits or something like that. Okay. I'll have to check it in a minute. I can't do it right now. I'm talking and trying to edit a review at the same time. That's sorted, Ian, for you. Well, George Decay. <laughs> uh, it's not George Decay, it's George... Uh, George. Uh, it sorry, is, George it, you, Takai. It, it's George Decay, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it rhymes out. with? Toupee, mm. which is what he was saying. We, yeah, we all went out last week. We had a good day. We and interviewed, and at some point you may even get to hear this interview with George Decay. He was really nice. Oh. And, um, it's a cat. No, oh, God, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, I you did it the other way around. Do it. Don't You've confuse me. Because it took me ages oh. to get confident about it. You know what I am going and, to look. And up the that interview Zazie. is actually Zazie. really is actually really good. So I hope we can bring it to you once we're not embargoed and it's all good. Absolutely. You'll find it very interesting. And and talking of interviews, we've got another interview now for you. So we'll just uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. We'll just let you listen to uh, is a Mr. Martin Unsworth who is here in Pleasant Pleasant. Yeah, that I wanted to say here in present. I cannot I, say L's and R's tonight. I, I, I am quite pleasant as well. You are. And I can you, be. And you've got to speak to somebody who's not very pleasant, is he? Kane Hodder. He's a bad man. He let's play, find, He plays bad men. Well, let's find out if he's actually all right then. Kane. Yes. Uh, what was it like getting the call to play Jason and, and then the call again to play Jason? Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when I was first chosen... To play Jason, I was completely honored because there had been six movies before me, so everyone already knew the character. And and I always tried to tell people, just put yourself in my position that here's a character you've enjoyed for six films. Everyone around the world knows who Jason is, whether they've seen a movie or not. And now you're the person out of everyone in on the planet. You're the person that's going to be playing Jason. How do you not consider that a huge honor? So, once I was 
told I was doing it, I did everything I could to go back and research all the previous movies to see what I liked, what I didn't like, and then develop my own version of how Jason would be. And I, I've said it before, but I feel like, and it probably make people roll their eyes, but I feel like I was born to play a character like that. It just felt so easy for me. And that's part of the success, I think, is that it looks natural. It doesn't look like I'm acting. And that's not easy to do. Uh, so I, I, once I did that movie, I thought, well, now I'm one of seven guys that have played the character. I didn't really expect to play the character again because nobody had done it before me, so why should I think I'm the one? And when I was asked to do it a second time and then a third and a fourth, uh, I was extremely happy every time because nothing is guaranteed, man. Which is why, you know, even when I was told I was doing Freddy versus Jason and then didn't, pretty devastating, but I was already told I was doing it and then yeah. it didn't happen. So nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. But um, I just loved playing the character. And you've been, it's, it's opened up a whole new world to you because you went from being the stuntman to, to being a, a named actor. So what was that like? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're in stunts, you, first of all, never expect to ever sign an autograph because you're in, you know, kind of in the background doing some important stuff, no doubt, to a movie. But you never really receive any uh, adulation from it. Uh, uh, among your peer peers, yes, but... Among the public, you know, they don't typically know stunt people's names. And sometimes even name actors will take credit for something you've done, which is even more. But that's the, that's the way it is. I mean, you don't, you don't go into stunts to become famous. You go into stunts because you love the idea of doing physical stuff, challenging, dangerous stuff that most people wouldn't do, and you do it for a living. So you just do it because you love it. So that when I, you know, did start getting notoriety from playing Jason, everything changed. And all for the better, of course. I'm, I would never complain about anything like that. But, um, you know, it, it just got that much better. I kept working in stunts, just like I loved. But I also had this character that I was playing every once in a while. And, you know getting that side of the, the notoriety too but yeah it, it allowed you to to do some parts without makeup on and without a mask so it's all sort of a bigger thing exactly so you you became I became known as Jason so my name was somewhat known in horror at the beginning so uh, people that are fairly knowledgeable and smart in producers and directors think, how do I get people to notice my movie when there's a million horror movies out there? How do I get people to say, wait a minute, what is this one? Well, a good way is to attach someone whose name is known in horror. Because let's face it, if you're looking at a bunch of horror films and you see the name of somebody whose work you enjoy, you're going to look at that. And they know that. So they start offering, and, and the best way to, int, uh, 
interest someone like me or us in a role is to offer something maybe different. So instead of just being the masked silent killer, I started getting offers of dialogue roles because they thought, you know, any actor likes to be challenged, which is true. You know, you love doing what you're good at, but at the same time, you like when somebody offers you something that you've never done. Like when I was first offered to do an emotional role or a funny role, you know, that, that is interesting to anyone that does this for a living. Love to try something new. So that's what kept happening and, and is continuing to happen. And uh, um, another masked character you played very often, Victor Crowley. So that a hell of a lot of fun them films to watch. What were they like to make? Yeah, that that was like regenerated my whole horror career after I was replaced as Jason. Then uh, Adam Green came along and said, "I have another character I'd like you to play." And he said, "He's he doesn't speak." I said, "Oh." <laughs> A lot of makeup. And I said, oh, and a mask. And he said, well, no, not a mask, but a lot of prosthetic makeup. So it won't be recognizable as you, but you will have some facial expressions. And I thought, okay. And he, when I read the script, I was amazed at how Adam Green continues to be able to infuse humor into a scary horror film. Not easy to do because it's usually one or the other. But when he can make you laugh one moment and then shortly thereafter be terrified because I'm around, it's, it's a brilliant uh, balance that he does. And, you know, he just makes the humor never when I'm around. If my character's around, Victor Crowley, nothing's funny. <laughs> right. He just has the interaction between the other actors fun and funny. And there's no, n- nothing wrong with that. Because a lot of times in some of the Friday movies, not necessarily mine or not mine, some of the scenes would drag because you're like, okay, let's get to the next scene. Where's, where's Jason coming back? But with the Hatchet movies, you're entertained throughout, in, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and who do you reckon would win, Jason or Victor? What? Who, who would win in a battle, Jason or Victor? <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, I've been asked this before, and I'd love to do it somehow, where I play both characters. I don't know how that would be possible, but uh, I would give a very slight edge in the battle to Victor because he's a little less predictable. That's the only difference. They're both very maniacally, powerfully violent. But Jason, you can predict a little bit more what he might be doing. And Victor, you can't as much. So very, very slight edge to Victor, but it would be a good battle. And, and finally, what have you got coming up next? Um, I've done uh, three films this year. Uh, and one day on a, on a spec film also, but <clears throat> three films where I play different kind of characters, as I was saying, uh, one called Knife Corp, and 
I, uh, I'm, it's about kids that sell knife sets door to door and they come to my house and they're sorry they did. So obviously, but it's not the typical thing. I'm a bad guy, but there's a backstory to it that makes you think, oh, I understand why this guy is doing this. So it's not just a crazy bad guy. So that's interesting. And then I did one called Fanboy 13, where uh, it's about, I play myself in it, and I get killed by a guy that is a Jason-type fanatic and is, you know, killing people as character and actually ends up stabbing me and I'm dying and I'm dying in the arms of an actress named Jennifer Banco who was young Tina in part seven as a child. So my scenes are all with her and very, very emotional stuff and and uh, I'm anxious to see how people respond to that because it's uh, really a heart-wrenching scene at the end. Is it like being killed by a character that you've actually defined? <laughs> I know, it's, it's odd, but then when I think about it, it's not really the character, it's someone who's obsessed with the character, yeah. pretending to be the character, so uh, then it doesn't feel quite as weird. Amazing. Well, thanks very much, Kate. Thank you, Martin. TV and movie theme bar. Why not pay us a visit in Manchester? For your night out, anything else just isn't far. Have you ever been held absolutely helpless with horror? At what point do you break and let it all out? Now, for the first time, enter a chamber of torture. The most blood-curdling double feature ever brought to the screen. Night of the Blood Monster and Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. Night of the Blood Monster, starring Christopher Lee, Maria Schell, and Leo Gen. Evil vibrations flash from the full moon. Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. A severed hand rises from an Egyptian grave to seek revenge. <laughs> Night of the Blood Monster, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb, two terrifying tales of torture, together on the same bill, both in color rated PG, parental guidance suggested. See Night of the Blood Monster and Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. It's twice the terror. Hundreds of thousands of listeners are taken on a journey through the worlds of sci-fi, horror, and fantasy by the editors of Starburst magazine. From 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. every Wednesday, join them on Starburst Radio, exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Magazine, issue 467. Available from a newsagent near you or download to your tablet today. 
fabradiointernational.com. And welcome back to Starburst Radio. And Martin, well, well you know, that sounded a, an interesting chat you had. It was, it was very good. It was yeah. a, an interesting day. It was a, it was, it was a warm-up for the for Lover Horror convention that happened uh, a couple of weeks ago. Right. Uh, in October. So that's, about, yeah, about three, four weeks ago. And am I right in thinking that there are a plethora of interesting interviews forthcoming on this very show? Well, plethora suggests uh, dozens. There's, there's, there's a few. Let's look up plethora. <laughs> I'm on it. One <laughs> sec. You carry on know. talking. We'll, 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 talking say, we'll, say, we'll say numerous. There's, yeah, numerous. There's, there's several. Yeah. 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 Bountiful. Yes. They're all excellent, though. They're all excellent people, not necessarily. Go on, that. then. Let, let, do some build-up. Uh, upcoming in the next few weeks, we'll have the kids from It, which is not the... Uh, Are they like the kids from Fame? I was going to say, that's not like the re-sequel to Fame. It's uh, the original 1990... Finn Wolfhard! Oh. Oh, right, the original The ones. original. Oh, sorry. Shh. Shush. I got, I got excited. And the reason I, I'm just calling the kids from It, I can't remember their individual names. I apologise. Well, don't say that, though. <laughs> There was there were, there was four of them Sorry. and they're all good and everybody Ooh. oh god everybody everybody who knows the uh, oh there's four of them and they're all good but yeah I'm sorry that's classic Martin oh, hyperbole oh god, isn't it almighty. one well I wouldn't say plethora there's a few oh and then I would I wouldn't say they're good what was it I can't remember any of them's names. Uh, Anyway, a plethora okay. is a it's it's just a, a large or excessive amount of something. There you That's go. That's it. Yeah, we've we've got so yeah. we've got a large amount of interviews. Right, it's coming not up. excessive though, is it? No, it's not excessive. Or or did Maybe. you mean uh, the definition too? An excess of a bodily fluid, particularly blood. No, I didn't mean well, that. I mean, no. it is no. for the love of horror. Yeah, with, with this plethora of that, yeah. So, the kids from it. The kids from it, the they're 19... All, they're all really good, are they? The, the 1990 oh, film God. TV miniseries. Yeah. That's actually a good chat because they, they do open up about their, their time on set and things like that. Yeah. Bill Mosley. Excellent. Who we all love from... Uh, from Rob Zombie's movies and Fantastic. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, yeah. God. Chop top. Yep. Amazing. He, he tells me all about that. Now, that is good. Yeah. That, that's, that's I'm experiencing a, a plethora of excitement right now. I was now. happy you're, with you're, the kids from it. I was happy you, with them. Well, there's certainly some bodily fluids coming from you. <laughs> and of course... Uh, and what, on the kids from it? No. On, oh, the, right. on his Bill Mosley. He's got his chop top out. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Mike. He's the one that's circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like right. think about it. And, and Rain it in, guys. And, Who else? I, I'm not even drinking. And the uh, and the the, the pièce de résistance. That's not the way a Frenchman says that. Pièce de résistance. Pièce de résistance. Pièce de résistance. It is. I've got my baguette and everything. Oh, boy. It's, it's <laughs> get them onions and the bike and the stripy shirt and the beret. <clears throat> and the onions. Uh, it's Tobin Bell from yep. Saw. Right. He was very good as well. Yeah. He's very good as well. And he's telling me all about Saw. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, he, you know he would what? be, wouldn't he? He would be, yeah. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. 
probably oh. was going to say exactly the same thing. But... He, di- he didn't ask me if I'd seen so. Just but, very quickly, Martin, uh, yeah. uh, this this convention sounds great. It was brilliant. You you came along with me for the, the date. <laughs> I saw that's blown that's, that's straight blown away. Yeah. But it's back again next year because we're talking in past tense yeah. about something that was really good, but you can go again next year. Yeah, it was T- amazing. Tickets are on sale already, so it's a bit cheaper if you buy them early. So unlike a, a, a C, a, what is it, a scene saw? A scene saw. Uh, you've got a <laughs> merry-go-round. Where it's back next year. There was a merry-go-round there as well. There so, was for in honour of Lost Boys, the Lost Boys reunion. Yeah, but oh, I, th- I yeah, think that's yeah. there all the time, to be honest. Oh right, okay. So you, did but, you but get the, the Lost Boys then? No, the Lost Boys. Were I did meet. Lo- I met, went I, missing, did they? I the met Lost one Boys. of them. I met one of them, but that's... he wasn't available for interview. You're He'd only just arrived. I see. Which one? Uh, it was one of the ones with long hair. Who's not got long oh, hair anymore? Christ. It's one of the ones that wasn't Kiefer Sutherland or Alex <laughs> Winter. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, one of them. Mm. And it wasn't the Mr. One, saxophone. Um, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Saxophone. He was good, wasn't he? So, before all I, I, of I this... Did, I, did, I did order a pint next to the guy who sung uh, Sweet Little Sister. Cry Little Sister. Oh, Cry little really? Little sister, yeah. see that, that he was stood really at, is good. He was stood at the bar while I was getting levered. So. Oh, well, there you go. That's good. So, before we were getting into this, we were talking about Star Wars. We were. And we were talking about The Mandalorian. We were, yeah. And I think that that it is okay to admit that you've seen a um, a press copy of it. I've not seen this. Are you sure? Should yeah. Because you seem like a guy who, who's seen it to me. I don't like the Star Wars. Where, where have you heard yeah, that? I've heard, yeah, I've heard you might. You like that Jaws Takei that was in it? Hey, there's some Star Trek news. Oh, go on then. Yeah. Talking of Star Wars. Well, I've talking heard, of Star I've Wars, there's some Star Trek news. Yeah, I don't know. Because you, you, you said to, to, to Kay, didn't you? Yeah. I and did, uh, yeah. I'm trying to avoid spo- speaking about The Mandalorian. Clearly. Yeah, I know. Noah Hawley mm. has been hired by Paramount to write and direct Star Trek Four. Yeah. Which is an amazing uh, uh, development. It is. This is the guy who created Legion. Yeah. Season three just ended a couple of months yeah. ago. It's a masterpiece of a show. Fargo, seasons one and two, yeah, amazing. Yeah. It, it doesn't First resolve a lot of problems that there are with this right Well, now. I know, but it's something that we can issues, get... With issues, with all the rest of the stuff. I well, know, I know, I know, I know. There are people who are very passionate about this show that keep getting thrown curveballs left, right and centre. You, you're supposed to... You were given, oh, you've got a sequel... Um, sorry, a prequel Star Trek TV show, and you, it isn't, it's not. It really never was... But it's a, it, you can enjoy it as a show in its own right, Discovery, but it's not what they said it was. Then you get Picard, and they've not got the rights to it, but they do some deals so they can use certain iconography and cheat with it. Now you've got this. The To bring people up to speed, why did the new Star Trek movie franchise with Paramount fall off the rails? Well, it's really simple. The, the company got into massive amount of debt, and they thought, yes, we've got a tentpole movie here that we can uh, Star Trek uh, the fourth one. We can we can make a lot of money with this, and it'll get us out of a mess. And they promised, but they'd already promised Chris Pine an amount of money 
They'd already promised Chris Hemsworth, who they'd got, who played his dad in the first one, back, and they had it all lined up. And then at the very last minute, they turned round, and you can have one of two opinions on this. There were two sides to it. They said, we're pretty skint, and we can't pay you what we agreed, but we'd love you to be in the film. And they offered them half the amount that was agreed. And then Chris Pine went first and pretty much just left the project and went, well, that's not what was agreed because they were all on a free movie contract and this was a renegotiation for the fourth one and the amounts were fixed. And Hemsworth went, yeah, I'm pretty much going as well. And at that moment, the Chinese money that they had lined up to invest in the production costs of the film went, well, without them two, we're not going to make it and it all collapsed. So I would be interested to hear, because it's not enough you're telling me somebody, I don't care who, how talented this guy is, I've not actually seen Legion, but I take your word from how you've been talking about it, For he's obviously years, yeah, massively, he's massively talented. But Have you seen Fargo? I've not watched Fargo, no, I've there seen the go. movie, but again, no. them are the two things I've yeah. not watched, but that's not... The problem. The problem is no matter how talented he is, you've still got those politics in play. You've still got the fact that they've got to have Pine back if they're gonna get that cast. You've already lost the, the you've already lost Chekhov as a character, uh, which is unfortunate, but couldn't you know there's nothing you can do about that. But you can't lose uh, Kirk or Spock. I mean they went on negotiating, but they were negotiating to get the movie with Spock as the lead and all the rest of it, but it was clear that was only to get Pine to go, oh, wait a minute, I might as well do it. Yeah. And he didn't. So what's going to get Chris Pine back? That's the question. Cash. Cold, hard cash. But they ain't got any. They're skin. They're absolutely brassic. Paramount are on the edge of bankruptcy. Are they? Is yeah, they are. Bad? It's it was terrible. Yeah, why do you not think when Pine pulled that one, they didn't just go here, have some more money? They couldn't afford it. They had no money. They they've got massive amount of Chinese backers, and that's the reason they they make them movies. Paramount are in a bad way, but but here's the other piece of news: within the next year, they're going to be remerged with CBS. So what I'm putting to you is of CBS work something out here where that that merger they know it's going to happen so they're saying to them well you can all get these wages you can all have that because cbs are are, they've got plenty of money they've got more money than paramount yeah they have loads more way more yeah but you know what what happened les moonves as as you know um he's gone now sexual harassment me too (laughs) he's gone he's the head of cbs you've got new people in who are trying to clean house and the uh, daughter of the president of CBS is just uh, is trying to remerge the company. She says that the company should have been, shouldn't have ever been split because what happened was you had a company that was Viacom that was uh, they they owned all of it and then they split it off and Paramount took certain rights and CBS took the TV stuff and Paramount didn't have the rights then to Star Trek mm. so Paramount then had to go to a parent company and do a a, a a deal, which is how JJ came along and went, I've got a great idea, let me do this. And the big fallout came because JJ thought he was getting a monopoly on on the rights to the merch and the merch 
afterwards they said no we make a fortune out of the classic star trek movie merch still to adult collectors mm. so they wouldn't let him uh, they he jj wanted to put his star trek merch out there and them to take their classic star trek stuff off the market for a while that's right. where you had the massive yeah. route that's where it came from it's never going to happen so i'm interested in this i want to know what what happens with this i'll be watching it but I do want a fourth one because, you know, I, I hated the second one. I loved the first one. I didn't think the third one was as bad as a lot of other people. Chris didn't like that one. Yeah, I but I don't, get to, okay. I don't get an opinion on it. Honest to God, I'm just not a fan of that, that universe. So it just didn't appeal to me. I, I felt lost. Yeah, when but I was... you were you were what you watched the first one. I did. Yeah, then that's what's so great about Abrams. Mm. He, he knows what people want. He, mm. he knows that he can get he can distill a franchise down to its its uh, core appeal mm. and win back those people that maybe it lost over the years. It was never mainstream Star Trek. Well, never it was, was pretty look, damn popular. It wasn't. If you actually look at the at the appeal of it on TV, it did okay on right. TV. It was fine, but in the movies, those movies have never made massive amounts of money. The biggest grossing one was um, was a couple of hundred million that's it that's all you've ever had they've never been that successful motion picture made a but we're lot defining of money. success here by like mm. uh, like the the ma- mass mass appeal yes i mean yeah, those no. those those things but that's what abram's got with that first one he did that yeah. was the biggest grossing star trek movie ever he made got people that didn't give a shit about star trek correct to to get what it was all yeah, about, and yeah. also arguably did the same thing with the Force Awakens. Mm. You know, uh, the the prequels had had lost a lot of people over the years. Maybe, much as yeah. we much yeah. as we liked them here, mm. he got that audience back. No, Revenge of the Sith made over a billion. Yes, that was a lot of money back. But then. did my mum go and see Revenge of the Sith? Oh, no, I hell get it. no. Did my granddad? I get it. Hell no. I know. I get this that. is what we're talking about. Mm. Did they go and see the Force Awakens? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not asking you. Yeah, that, no, that's what I just said. Yeah, mm. right. yeah. Revenge of the Sith lost them. JJ Abrams yeah. comes and makes uh, Force Awakens. He wins back those people, and he did the same thing with Star Trek. Yeah. Well, talk about you, your granddad and all that. Yes, he yeah, came good. to see Force Awakens. I'm happy. It was yeah. particularly lovely because mm. my granddad hadn't, I had not seen a movie with him since uh, mm. 1983, mm. uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's so I got to take him to see a yeah. Star Wars movie. And he yeah. said it's just like the other films. He said it was all right, that. Well, oh, I like him. And then uh, <laughs> tried to get him to see uh, another one. Mm. I think it was Rogue One. And he was like, oh, I can't be asked. Mm. <laughs> no, I wish that. I was joking, and it wasn't about Star Star Wars. No, it was no, just that he that. just can't he can't be asked. No, no, I'm I not get bothered. It. No, no, he wants to be in front of the telly with his slippers on. I totally get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm there some nights now. <laughs> you know, I really am. You know, there's sometimes where it's like, oh, go out and do this and do that. It's all that, and you go, oh, you fancy it again? to watch this. You, you like that Star Wars so, movie yeah. that I took you to last Christmas? Yeah. You fancy yeah. it again? Oh, my treat. No. Yeah. Can't stand That's Kirk. Thing, it? <laughs> it happened. Anyway. Well, we I, go hope, I hope it's good anyway. Look, this, I hope it pans out. But, but this it's guy's going to produce something lot. very, very interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's a, it, it's I know a what mess you're at saying. the moment. It's, it's, oh, I wish they'd sort it out. I know. It, it all used to be under one roof, and it was fine, because if you had different spin-offs, you might not like that. You might not like... you. There were people who hated Deep Space Nine and, and loved Voyager and whatever. You had all different people with different tastes, but it was all fitting together nicely. And the problem is right now... You've you've got a mess, and if you further complicate it by this, uh, I just assumed that that franchise was dead now. The third one was it, and they were just doing the deal with CBS, and then eventually CBS in its new there'll be a new company announced that will be a merger of CBS and Paramount, and they will then I assumed they would announce a new Star Trek film, and yeah. who knows, it might be the next. Voyager, the Enterprise, with a new captain, a new crew, and just start again. But well, there's certainly plenty, plenty to look forward to if you're a Star no Trek fan. There's no end yeah, to you it. You got Picard late January. You got Lower Decks. That looks better. The Picard season looks... three of Discovery, and yeah. you've got a Nickelo- another yeah. Nickelodeon. Uh, I really have no time for Discovery now. That's the. Pr- I mean, and there's a few people who think like that. Well, there's always bound to be, isn't there? It's you just... Know, nothing's ever going to please everybody. It's very divisive, that show. Yeah. And although it's you... It, it is... It's unusual. I mean, it's so difficult to watch something that doesn't fit in with anything else. So so you can't watch any other show that's attached to it and, and gain enjoyment from it because it looks so different. Tell you what, Paramount yeah. can afford, though, Beverly Hills Cop 4. That yeah. one's that was announced this week. Again, yeah. Eddie Murphy back. That was a long time ago when they they were trying to get that made. Oh hell yeah! I yeah. mean, that's what was the what was the last film? It was nineteen ninety four. Yeah, the third John Landis. One. John Landis. Yeah. yeah, good fun. And um, John Landis did what he always did. He actually made that movie feel like it fitted into his Landis verse. Yeah, <laughs> his Landis verse. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because he's got um, there was a scene in a bar. And you even had the guy who who ended up playing um, Samantha's husband, the second guy, Dick Sargent. Yeah. 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 And he was in there, and there were loads of people in there, and I can't remember them all. And every time I try and remember them, I thought there was Ray Harryhausen in there. He, he was. Was he? He was. He was. Um, and they were, they, you won't believe it. Well, he, he loved, loved his director cameos, doesn't he? He mm. loves it. Yeah. And they were all in a bar. Arguing about the stuff that was the stuff that was going on in the movie, it just yeah. cut to a bar with a load of these people we all knew who were famous directors involved in all that, and Fantastic. they're all watching it on TV, going, "Look at this! What's going on with the world and all that?" It's great that film, and it's the least popular one of the three of them, and it's it's a shame. Uh, I might have to revisit it. You know what? It's very good. They I wanted to do... film it at Disneyland and they refused. Right, so they just made up their own Wonder World. Wonder World. They should have gone with Wally World. Yeah. That would have been They'd cool, have probably got it? the rights to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah, they tried to do it at Disneyland and Disney went, oh, we can't have all this with people getting shot and all that. Um, so Jerry Bruckheimer's back producing yeah. that for yeah. Paramount. Eddie Murphy's back. Of course he is. Uh, guess, what, guess where we're going to see this? Go on. Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Wow. Now... Shit, we are at a tipping point now, aren't we? It's crazy. We're at a tipping point now. I think The Irishman is the one that's going to cement this. I think that The Irishman, when it goes on in a couple of weeks, I just think that all this where I've been bad-mouthing Netflix, going, oh, they they don't put movies on you really want to see, and it's still all about the cinema. 
I think I'm going to be wrong at that point. Well, they had Roma earlier this year, yeah, which was magnificent. I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dolomite is my name. You were raving about this yep. uh, last week. God, me and him love the actual. Yeah. Movies, those yeah. movies are so important. Rudy Ray Moore, for yeah. yeah, yeah. Anybody who loves Shaft and all that era and Foxy Brown, these films are so good. So, this is probably Dolomite is my name, probably paved the way for Eddie mm. Murphy to actually think, hang on, I well, had such a great experience yeah. working for this, this movie yeah. for, for Netflix that why not? Why not do more? Here's the thing, though. Don't you think it's a shame that you don't get to see it on the massive screen with the big subwoofers, the big whatever? You, not everybody's got that. I'm, at home. I'm guess- Some people have. I'm lucky. I've got that, and there are a few people I know who've got that. But I'm guessing it's still uh, the better. Beverly Hills Cop one will do a week in the cinema. Yeah, but you don't get to see it. Me, me and him saw El no. Camino. But I don't know anybody else. I literally that know nobody else that, that didn't did do that. any cinema over it. No, I know. Well, there's you, there's your problem for stars. Uh, it's but, regional. But, but, like, but like the the Irishman is doing a week in the cinema before right, it's on okay. Netflix. I think purely for the Oscar nomination thing. Absolutely, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, this needs tidying up, doesn't it? I, I think that's the perfect way of doing it. You know, give it a week in the cinema because it's, let's face it, barely anything lasts really longer than a, they only a care about weeks. that first weekend now they don't yeah. care yeah. about the, the week absolutely so yeah. you know there's there's your perfect perfect compromise isn't it yeah of course um, it i get that i totally agree with that i just i just think it's a shame sometimes if i was involved in a film like that and it's, there's something magical about it going on release and people going out as an event to go and see it, and then it doesn't feel as go. big an event. There we go. To you've, me. you've hit the nail on the head. Event. It's not an event when something plops on Netflix, it's and sometimes not. you have to. You, you know, you, you fire Netflix up. Mm. You can't actually find the thing. It's not there. I, I was I've doing it the other this. night. Yeah. I couldn't find the laundromat. Do you see Steven Soderbergh's new film? Is it was released on Netflix? That's another, and that's an author of our generation. He's a brilliant director, is. and his new movie, The Laundromat. And I've got to say now, I'm just recommending it. It's got some surreal moments in it. Even Starburst readers would love to see that film. Dropped on Netflix. Right, couldn't find it. Well, I couldn't it's search. That, I was range. doing a search, and I was up and down. Away. Why is this so low? It's bizarre. It's you one know. of the most popular complaints I hear. Yeah. This should be like just like a a, a box office button that you yeah. press, and yeah. you know, or the out or, this week, yeah. out yeah. this week, all singing, all dancing. Can you, why can't right you? It's face. an app. The whole, for, the whole point of this is you've got an app, so you can type stuff in. So I can go. I love. Um, black exploitation movies i like these i like hammer horror movies i like this put it all in and then like youtube the algorithm just as you might be interested in these well i guess that but that's the problem that's what's causing these problems though you know your netflix is going to look very different to mine's and mine right you know well everyone's is going to look different to mine's because you know after (laughs) stuff He's Googling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Well, no Don't one else is taking bestiality, are they, you know? Uh, <laughs> I told you that in, in confidence. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm excited about that, Beverly Hills Cop 4. I, I am Eddie very Murphy's, excited. Uh, why has he been away for so long? I don't know. Uh, he, he's great. You get old, and, and I'm then look, people I'm stop watching Dolomite, you. I'm looking my name as well. You should watch it. You well. need no, to I will watch do. it. I will do. It's actually really good. I know why he's got one or two issues. Work, but it's, it, it's yes, only because of it the, cheats a bit. You know, if I know 
the films. The inaccuracies. You, you won't notice. There's so. liberties yeah. taken. Yeah. All right. Do you want to yeah. get through some emails? I'm just going to have a look now. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Paul Gibbons is saying, never got the memo re your return. Well, we didn't send that one out. But glad to hear you're back on. Thanks anyway, because it's given me the perfect excuse not to watch I'm a Celebrity with my lovely lady. Just got my ticket for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot next week. I was dreading the bad reviews, but the response so far seems positive. Hey, no, we give it 9 out of 10, Paul. Yeah. That that is that's as about? good as it gets. Yeah. And Russ Unsworth, Zan, evening, gents. Welcome back. After Joker or insane man who happens to wear clown makeup, brilliant <laughs> if you cut out all Batman links and welcome and What's welcome that? to Mandalorian, which I think instantly I forgot the Skywalker story and embrace different characters and want more and more. If this was a movie, we would all be whooping in the cinema. But all I can say is Disney bummed themselves by not coming till March 2020 I for one would stump my pennies from day one just for this but now we have five months of sourcing elsewhere no I agree and he's yeah. saying welcome back keep it up and roll on the Christmas pig know that the the Christmas pig by Mr Harris will be on our Christmas show as always see it wasn't a Disney that have bummed us though it's Sky I know, it is, I know it's... It, believe you me Disney wanted to launch in the in the everywhere at the same time, but they weren't yeah. allowed. They've got some a very old contracts with Sky that, that yeah. doesn't allow them any presence in the UK whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could see The Mandalorian. I really do. Is this to do um, with their uh, Disney film channel, they have? It is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, Demonics is... Hey. emailing in going just like to welcome you back on air and say hi also to give a shout out to lord geldard chat more soon <laughs> well on that one lord. i think we'll have he's our, a lord now indeed he's been promoted on that he's one i think we'll go for a, our final little break then we'll be back for a little bit more you'll get more of us next week when we're more up to speed but for now let's have a bit of a chill out <laughs> his name is mr soames and he's just a baby a 30-year-old baby in a coma since birth, suddenly awakened by a breakthrough brain operation. The mind of a child in the body of a man. Columbia Pictures presents Terence Stamp and Robert Vaughn in the strange and shocking story of The Mind of Mr. Soames. Mr. Soames likes to play. He's very good at patty cake and teddy bear and felonious assault. <laughs> Science can do the impossible, but can it control what it creates? Can this baby kill? It's incredible what goes on in the mind of Mr. Soames. In color, rated GP, all ages, parental guidance. Listening to Starburst Radio, winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Awards. We are mighty and powerful. We are the unicorn of radio shows. Actually, it's Unicron, not Unicorn, because Unicorn makes no sense whatsoever. Unicron is big metal planet that's in Transformers, not the Michael Bay one, the uh, animated one. He's actually voiced by Orson Welles. It's his last appearance before he dies. I'm sure he's proud that that's the last one on his filmography. Anyway, 
Might be a typo in that. No, it's it's not it's not a typo. No, it, it it's Unicron. Uni. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, yeah, with the unicorn of, of radio shows. Starburst Radio. We are the unicorn of radio shows. Fine. Starburst Radio, the show that David Geldard listens to. Across the world, 24 hours a day. This is Fab Radio International. Oh, um, with IG-11. Oh, sorry. What is he saying now? He's doing that on purpose. Welcome yeah. back to Starburst <laughs> Radio here at Fab Radio International. So what else have we got? We've all, we've not got long now. We've got 10 minutes. Yep. We can talk about some good stuff. What's going on in the world? Were we going to talk about Star Wars? It's up to you. Have you heard that where, you know, um, you know this new show, The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah, uh, John Favreau. Yeah. He's been talking again about doing a Star Wars holiday special. Oh, I think God. he's serious, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did you catch well, the... Well, uh, we all watched it, and we all like it. And we've the all holiday special, not yeah. The Mandalorian, because yeah. nobody's we've, seen that we've watched, yet. we've watched the holiday special, and we've all had to get it on VHS as uh, film fairs and... As mentioned in the new know. issue of Starburst... I had to think, what magazine did, do we work for again? It's a Star Wars magazine. <laughs> yes, available uh, now. It's, yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a uh, Star Wars special as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. It is very exciting times. But the, so uh, go out and buy this amazing magazine that we've not actually remembered to shill. It's fine, it's fine. We'll, we'll do it in a bit. But the uh, holiday special is on YouTube in its entirety and it's been up there for three years. Of course it has. They, yeah. they know it's there. They, they don't mind. I know. They, you don't need to go and search for bootleg VHSs anymore. But it's got so many It's got so many elements in it that, that became canon and still are canon, even despite all this revisionist stuff yeah. when Disney took over the, where you, you changed all that. It, they never changed anything. Day. They never changed anything. They just had to like separate stuff and go, right, those are legends. Doesn't mean none of that happened. You've just got to wait for it to be acknowledged in the new canon. Oh. So, for example, Jesus. I hear there's a, there's a reference in episode one of The Mandalorian mm. where they reference Life Day. Yeah. Now, Life Day is the, the, the whole MacGuffin yeah. of the holiday special. Of course so, it is. There we go. Life Chris, Day it, it's is the... now... Canon. It's Christmas Day. It's the 25th of December here, obviously. No, it's and, uh, um, November 17th. Okay, right. It's just yeah. been and gone, Yeah, sadly. Oh, right. Yeah. And why um, is that just the... Why Why is that? I presume that's the day that the holiday special came out. Oh, okay, right. And they've just fine. like kind of canonised that okay. November 17th is right. Life Day. That's right. The galaxy far, far away. And, and that's it. it. Particularly Kashyyyk. Yeah. But... I mean, you've got Carrie Fisher singing a song, giving lyrics to the Star Wars theme. It's horrendous. I know it's horrendous, but it's quite magical at the same it's time in not, a weird way, though, isn't it? It's not. It's it not. Is, though, I don't it? condone the holiday special at not all. Not even the baby Wookiees. 
What, who? Lumpy? Yeah. They're not like baby Wookies. No. No. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Of course I like baby Wookies. No, they're, they're fine. Oh, I don't like his... Uh, is uh, is my my mine wandered to his granddad, to his yeah. dad who's watching the uh, the holographic space porn. Yeah, for ten minutes. I don't remember the holographic uh, space porn. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he got the uh, special edition. No, under no, the, no, no, under the counter at the Are convention. You sure about this? Absolutely, yeah. What Chewbacca's granddad? Chewbacca's granddad or was, dad w- was pulling one off under the fur to some some porn. Was in this. Was the granddad lumpy? It was watching <laughs> It that. sounds like he was very lumpy. <laughs> sounds like he was very lumpy indeed. What's it? I that? mean, you got the names. A yeah. bit. I think I'm, lumpy no, lump- suits the granddad, doesn't it? No, I think lumpy was the kid. Oh, okay. Right, okay. What oh, was right. the granddad then? Yeah. Horny. <laughs> Grumpy. Grumpy. Anyway, yes, he, he puts this VR unit on and he watches this uh, sexy tweet. Which is like THX 1138, isn't I it? I don't know, not that really. That happens in there. No, there's a scene where someone's watching holographic porn in that. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Just it was saying. dealt with much uh, more delicately in that one. It wasn't delicate. No, it was dealt with li- that people are subdued and that's all they do. They're just sat in a room doing that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with this, it's Martin's upbeat, world. It? No, but I mean that guy's only doing it because he's too old to get out and about and get well, any. Not me again. Not him. <laughs> not Martin the Wookie, the Granddad Wookie, Grand anyway, Lumpy, wh- Lumpy, Lumpy's Granddad. There's there's not much else to to condone the holiday special. Right? Can I just say one thing? The gun. Yes. Boba Fett's gun. Yeah, yeah. We oh, the animated know. segment. In the animated with segment with that great. gun. With that gun. That's the rifle that he's got. Do you think that in the Mandalorian, that big dinosaur that he's riding is the uh, the ancient mythosaur in which um, his mate in the Mandalorian? Oh wait, no, mm. I'm not meant to have seen it. I've not seen it. I've he's just not, read a lot yeah, about it. Yeah, he's We've just read a lot about already, it. So. Yeah. yeah, Twitter's full of spoilers. Because if he admitted to having seen it, that'd be terrible. God no, 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 no. But you know what? I trust Favreau. He seems yeah. to know what he's doing. Yeah. So if he wants to give us a uh, holiday special, I'm in. Yeah. Because I don't think there'll be any singing in it. But you can't have B. Arthur in it. She's passed on. Has she passed? No, I think B. Arthur's still with us. Is she? Yeah. Betty White's dead. No, Betty White is alive. And oh. she's on a fruit machine in Las Vegas, and you should know that. Oh, Betty she's just there playing it. We've played Betty White. <laughs> I told we've, you. We've again pushed, and again. We pushed Betty White's a, buttons. old woman with... With big glasses and white hair. They're not all Betty White. <laughs> no, that was Betty, the official Betty White fruit machine. Oh, you mean the... Oh, right, you mean the actual branded fruit machine, not Correct. the customer. Correct. Not the punter. That's right. Right, I've got you. We played her, and we pushed her buttons, and we didn't get to press collect. We Just didn't like win. many people. We didn't win, apparently. So that was Betty White. Um, she was telling little stories, wasn't she? I don't, I don't remember now, but... It's a weird choice for a fruit machine. Not as weird as my cousin Vinny, but it was weird. That's got to yeah. be the oddest one we've ever seen. Did he get put away? Oh, no. Your cousin Vinny. Oh, dear. What are you saying? In more Star Wars news. Like it's a segment. Yeah. Yeah. They've like actually... Yeah. They've actually uh, got the new director for the 
movie that is due out in Christmas 2022. Oh, yeah. They're hired. Yeah. We still don't know what it's going to be, but they're going to announce it in January. Okay. Once we're all... We were all caught up with Rise of Skywalker. Do you not find it weird that you've got a company that during the last six months they've been announcing loads of firings and no <laughs> no hirings? Well, uh, well, you wouldn't want to announce it right now anyway because imagine if it's like... I know. Just for example... They're going to uh, announce that Ryan Johnson has left in January after Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, this, this, is not the Rise, yeah. this is not the Ryan yeah. Johnson project I know either. it's not. And, yeah. and it's definitely not. Uh, can I say, how, how on earth can those two clowns from Game of Thrones, yeah? Why some Benioff? Yeah. How can they, they... They couldn't have got sacked from Disney with more aplomb. I mean, that's the way to go. If you want to get sacked... You you go and do a uh, you go and do a panel and admit to that. If anybody who's listening is not aware of this, anything you were wondering about about maybe oh maybe is it George R R Martin or is it them or is it a combination of the two that made Game of Thrones so amazing and why did it go so wrong towards the end? Um, the clue being that they had a massive fallout with uh, George R. R. Martin in season six, season seven, where they as good as told him that they know what they're doing and they don't need him. And this is what you end up with. Some of the stuff was classic. Did you hear it, Martin? Me, Not Chris? Well. Right. They they decided to avoid San Diego Comic-Con because they thought there'd basically be loads of people there going, why was it so rubbish at the end? Why did you mess it up? And they went to another convention. Where was it? I'm not sure. Yeah. And they basically said people were asking them questions and they started to tell the truth. I mean, it's like that Jim Carrey film, Liar, Liar. They just, something happened and they started to tell the truth and they went, oh, well, we didn't know what we were doing at the beginning. We just thought we'd try stuff out and see see what, what we could do do and if some it worked well that's good we got really lucky with some stuff and basically they spent two hours explaining how they hadn't got a clue what they were doing and it got to the point where people were just all blogging this it all got caught fire went all over the internet i mean some of the quotes are absolutely gobsmacking they didn't seem to understand anything because both of them they'd never had a big project before that mm. ever and a lot of people were saying well why why did they get given a chance at this i mean it's, it's didn't they basically it's say that game of thrones was that was their film school yeah that was what they said crikey they actually Most people said just no, uh, come the, out with a 10 minute yeah. short <laughs> he's not paraphrasing they actually said it was their film school that's what they said now two days later they decided on their own accord to leave the star wars project whatever that was going to be yeah, I'm doing a hand gesture just right. for those that are just listening and they're not here. It's a big, dirty one. Yeah, it's a big, dirty one. Eight, they were given the option to say they were leaving. Um, anybody who read some of this stuff, I, I would advise you to just go online. It's all there. There was a wonderful person there who was that gobsmacked that she decided to just record it all and then transcribe it, and you've got it out there. They probably thought that where they were going was not, going to be that popular that it'd get widely disseminated and I say to them they do not know this world anymore 
So perhaps for for next episode, we could uh, have a think and uh, decide what you know us guys would like to see from the uh, Star Wars movies uh, that are heading our way from twenty twenty two. Yeah, you know, there's a new. It's a new trilogy block anyway. Whether it'll actually be a trilogy, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty six. Who mm. would you like to direct? Write? Who would what? What approach is it? Knights of the Old Republic. Is it a Salacious Crumb spin-off? Let's get some ideas going. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm not enjoying Star Wars Resistance. However, there was one episode where you... Are they cow... What, how do you pronounce them? Cowlin monkeys. Kowakian monkey lizards. Kowakian monkey lizards, my God. And there, there was an yeah. appearance uh, oh. of one of them. Yeah, in uh, the Mandalorian episode sure. one. Yeah, two yeah. of them. They apparently, was. They apparently. were. They were. They were. One being cooked. They were. The other yeah. in a cage. They were. One being cooked. Yeah. One being not cooked, laughing yeah. now, are you? Yeah, no. But, I hate but it was but, hilarious. But it turns out there are giant ones. What? There are giant ones. See, I'm, be- I'm behind on resistance. Right, there are giant ones. What? They go on a ship, and there's loads of them infesting the ship, and then the the actual bit there is like the alien queen of them. And there's a giant one that's that's like you know huge. It's like twenty foot tall, massive one. That that because he's the um, guy who's oh god, what's his name now? He's he's running around the ship and he's trying to exterminate him anyway. He's Kals. the guy Kalsia, and he he's then going oh look at these and he thinks it's like rat extermination. He's just shooting them and all that. And then he goes around a corner and it's like the Han Solo thing where <laughs> suddenly there's a giant one of them Fantastic. and it just chases him. So I'm just saying there are giant ones. I wish Star Wars Resistance was more widely available in the UK because it's yep. hideous. You can't purchase episodes if you've not got Sky. You're screwed. Yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah. Roll on May 31st. Well, I, d- Plus I, I, I struggled for a bit, but I'm catching up now. I have had scaffolding outside my house for a while. And my Disney... Yeah, sorry, my uh, my Sky... No, I'm trying to fix the house. Okay, yeah. Cool nickname, scaffolding. No, scaffolding. No, it's, it's that, that Liverpudlian uh, yeah. poet band from the 60s. Oh. No, a lot of rain. Edwardian house, a lot of rain, and you've got to fix it. And... The um and it, it was covering over my sky dish, so yeah, did without for a few months, but it's back now. So I'm forging through them to the end. So I'm going to get to the end by this weekend, I reckon. But I'm not. There's some characters I like in it. Yeah, I and know. I just, it's I just not, don't. Um, it, it takes some real goodwill. I didn't like it? Rebels at the beginning, though. So the first few episodes, I want that, and that. Oh my god. I'm saying we need to add that, edit that one out, don't we? I wasn't that keen, but then I love that show at the end. You know, by the end of that, I of loved it. It's one of them, and and it has one of the best endings of a show I've ever seen. It's fabulous. So, so I'm not going to do that. We haven't seen the end of uh, Clone Wars. So, just to wrap up, when can we watch the end of Clone Wars? When Disney Plus arrives in the UK, March oh, 31st. Right. Yeah, it'll Is be on it? there by then. Right before we go. I just have to tell people on Sunday they need to be watching Horror Channel because they have in their classic monster marathon. We all love the uh, the old black and white Universal films. They're finally showing them on on Horror Channel. That's my plug. I like that a lot. But if Dracula, you... Frankenstein, the Mummy, the Wolfman, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. If you we... want to read more about them, exactly, though. yeah. 
It's yep. in the new issue. I was yeah. about to Big say. Big feature there. Important films overlooked. Very important films. And and we were having a conversation in the office, uh, conversation slash argument about what's the best sequel of all time. And I I mentioned, and I, I still believe this, I think the best sequel of all time is Bride of Frankenstein. Absolutely. Because it does everything. Can I just, so, on, on that subject, just really quick, it happened while we've been on air, but okay. they've just announced a... Um, Elsa Lancaster's come back to life. Yeah. You wouldn't have believed it, no. would you? Uh, the, uh, Dexter Fletcher is doing a Renfield movie. Oh, cool. There we go. Oh, my God. We'll have more on that next week. God, is that real? News at 11. It is real. Okay. No, that's not. it sounds like a gag. It's not. That literally Go happened well, while we were on there. Well, we, More on that next week. We're going to be with you soon, but we're, at the meantime, we've got to go and eat a load of flies. I've been Mike, he's been Martin, he's been Chris, and we will see you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's a dark mythology Treasures of history to be found in the legends of time. All the handiworks remain, only the dream away. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe. TV and movie theme bar, 109 Portland Street, Manchester. B. Arthur died on the 25th of April 2009 at the age of 86.